0: Uh, first question um, how does it feel to have, have made your first appearance in a in a Bristol City shirt albeit obviously it wasn't the result you wanted but to to finally make your uh, your first appearance how was that?
1: Yeah you know a long time coming weren't it? Um, it was good it was good to finally be back out there obviously I had a few 23s games and a few training sessions and stuff like that um, so I feel like it was the right time to sort of get back into the swing of things obviously the result was not what I planned and not what we all wanted and neither was the performance but it was good to finally get back out there yeah.
0: and how much are you looking forward to the uh, FA Cup tie
1: yeah you know it's a good test for us against Premier League opposition um, it's another it's another good chance for some of us to get minutes who needed as well um, but obviously we're going to pick a strong team we're going to go there and we're going to we're going to want to go on a cup run we're going to want to be competitive every, in every game we play.
0: Uh, and on a personal note, what does, what does the FA Cup mean to you?
1: Yeah, I've watched the FA Cup since I was a kid with my family and stuff like that. I've watched, I've watched Everton, I've supported Everton and I've seen them go on cup runs to Wembley and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, FA Cup's massive competition and for a club like us, we feel like we can we can have a good a good run in it to be fair and, you know, we fancy our chances on Wednesday night.
0: I was going to say, I think it's if my web-based research is right. Last time City were in the quarterfinals was um, back in 1974. So, um, how big an opportunity do you think this is for for you and the, and the rest of the squad?
1: Yeah, every every game for us is an opportunity. You know, we're all obviously. There's results. The last few weeks haven't been haven't been good enough, and we we sort of need to stop. <clears throat> stop that run now and we need to go in on one ourselves. So, like me speaking about it now but it's about on the pitch now and showing in our actions because we're all good players in there and we all need to believe and if we get past Sheffield Sheffield United on Wednesday who knows, who knows where we could go in. it. And
0: obviously you weren't around uh, back in 2017 for City's famous League Cup run but no doubt you'll be aware of that and the, and the and the difference, the impact it made and the, and how good it was for the club. Um, do you see a comparison with the FA Cup this year and, a, and potential opportunity for, you know, similar kind of um, sort of success and, and everything that comes with it?
1: Yeah, I remember, I remember watching the game actually on telly. Um, I remember it, I remember it well. It's sort of one of the things that brought me to the club as well, in a way, seeing them games live on telly, seeing the atmosphere from the fans seeing how good of a side we are and how how far we can go in these competitions and I don't see why I don't see why this can be any difference we've got a we've got a good team we've got we've got players coming back from injury we're getting um, we're getting fitter we're all getting sharper so I don't see I don't see any reason why um, we couldn't go far
0: and obviously it's it's live on on tv on terrestrial tv so you know, the FA Cup goes not just, obviously, in the UK, but further than that. Um, it's, a, it's a great uh, profile, isn't it, for, for Bristol City, for people that are tuning in for, you know, for this kind of competition, especially when you're getting down to this stage of the competition.
1: Yeah, it's massive. It's massive for us as well. Obviously, it's disappointing playing without fans, and it's, it is a lot different. And to know that the game's going to be on telly and there's going to be a lot of people watching it, it just gives you that little, little bit extra. So... Hopefully that gives us a little bit of extra motive and um, we can go out there and, and do the business. Uh,
0: you already obviously mentioned you're a, you're a blue. Um, it won't have escaped you that uh, Everton are uh, obviously playing on on uh, Wednesday night as well. Bit of a later kick-off, so you, you know you might catch a second half later on. Uh, uh, have you allowed yourself to, uh, to give any thought to making it through to the next round and, and, and drawing then?
1: Yeah, you know it'd be um that'd be a dream for me to play against the team we supported, um so yeah hopefully just get through the next round and and see see the draw so um obviously Sheffield United's a big game Premier League opposition so we're not looking past those those teams I've seen them I've seen them last night against Chelsea and you know they're in they're in every game they play in the Premier League so we certainly won't be looking past them any any way shape or form.
0: No. And lastly, for me, like you said, they're in every game, but clearly, you know, they're, they're having a, a tough season. Um, so it, it is a, a genuine opportunity, isn't it, for you guys to, to you know, take advantage of them not being in, you know, as maybe as confident uh, in a place as they might have been in a, in a previous season.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe they could be saying the same about us as well, to be fair. You know, it's, it's a game like that where two teams haven't been in the, in the best form and we haven't had the results we've wanted of late obviously Sheffield United have been going on for the full season so any any uh, lack of confidence or anything from their part we'll we won't be feeling sorry for them we'll be looking to go out there and capitalise on it.
0: That's lovely thanks Joe, appreciate thanks, it. Uh, Hi.
2: Hi Joe, Gregor from uh, Bristol Live and Bristol Post here, how are you Hi, doing? alright. Um, so, how do you find it against Cardiff? And you got an hour there. What was it like playing alongside Henry Lansbury as well? Two, two new guys paired together in the midfield there.
1: Yeah, I, I get on well with Henry um, since he's come in. Um, obviously, we speak and stuff like that. We we haven't played in a while. So, it was just, I think our fitness was good. Our fitness and things like that are all right. It's just a little sharpness, a little bit of rustiness. Like, sometimes your first touch, sometimes a little bit uh you know, just little, little silly things really, where bounce of a ball and reactions, anticipation for your first game back. Sometimes they're a little bit missing, especially when the game was how it was the other day, where it was really stop-start and you couldn't really get a kind of flow. But I think we both feel fit, and now we've got that sixty minutes out the way, we're going to be, we're going to be ready to go. And uh, yeah, I think you'll see our sharpness and our match fitness will be, be getting much better. Yeah, maybe a tough game to come in for as well because
2: Cardiff playing a, in a physical manner and the likes of Joe Rules and, and later on in the game Marlon Pack. Um, it's, it was a tough test for you guys there.
1: Yeah, you know, um, they were, they were trying everything. Weren't they? I've never, I've never known a bunch of six foot six fellas rolling around screaming the floor in my life, but um, that's what they do. That's how they try and frustrate you. Um, they're not going to play out. They haven't got the players to play football so they're, they're going to put it in your box they're going to they're going to get in behind and if it works for them that's it and we 100% we should have dealt with it much better and we didn't we give them too many free kicks to that into our box and we weren't good enough on the on the ball and um we were all absolutely gutted about that for our fans because we know how much it meant, meant for them
2: yeah sure this is the first time we we've, we've got to speak to you after you made your move to Bristol City um, how did the move in the summer come about? You obviously joined from Wigan. Um, did, did you speak to Dean Holden um, before coming in? And and how did he persuade you that, that Bristol City was the place for you?
1: Yeah, I to uh, it happened a lot through the summer. Um, obviously, the situation I was in at Wigan weren't nice and it was a shame what happened with the club. But um, it was an opportunity there where obviously the fee wasn't going to be as much as it would have, and there were a few clubs interested. So I spoke to the gaffer, and as soon as soon as I really spoke to the gaffer, I was I was keen on coming. And there's obviously been a few times where I've nearly joined Bristol City before, and hasn't quite happened. But I think um, I've always I've always seen it as a place where I could play and and play good football yeah. Yeah, sure. I might be wrong on this, but were you close
2: to joining possibly when you were at Bolton? There was there was seemed to be some interest. I remember then.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was on loan at Bolton and um, Everton wanted to call me back and sort of send me to Bristol because they wanted me to experience a different playing style. So um, it didn't go through in the end, but um, I'm happy to be, you know.
2: Yeah, sure. And did you play with Liam Walsh? Am I right, thinking maybe at Everton as well? Is, is He's possibly one guy you already knew here?
1: Yeah, I played, I played with Walsh since I was about seven or eight years of age, so I know him really well. He's lives five minutes from my house. Um and yeah we've won we've won under 18s league, under 23s leagues together, things like that. And then obviously as you get older you start going different paths and going alone and things like that. But um, it was a bit it was a bit easier joining to have a familiar face here.
2: Yeah sure I was going to say who who would you have played under or with him uh, at under 23s level for Everton, was that David Unsworth or was that was it somebody else? Maybe before? no, yeah, that was D-
1: um, David Unsworth, yeah. And,
2: and good for you to have a, a friendly face in the dressing room. Obviously, that, that you know straight away.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I obviously knew Walsh um Casey as well from England, England of the Twenty Group, where Keith was actually the manager there. So it was it was good to have them faces in the in the building come in. It made it made it easier for me.
2: Yeah, sure. Obviously, it hasn't really run to plan since then because you got that injury. Um, is it So with the injury, you got that on the first day, was that at training? That's pretty unlucky. Yeah,
1: yeah, so literally, I I hadn't really had a... Obviously, with the situation at Wigan, I wasn't really training. So I was literally I was just waiting for this move to go through and it was quite difficult to get over the line, obviously, because... 'cause the situation going on there. So I wasn't really training as much. I was doing individual work, but I wasn't really fully prepared to go into training. I've got in and just whipped the ball in a sort of a sort of a game and felt me felt me unfortunately. So um it was unfortunate it happened on the first day, but I just had to grind it out and and see it through really.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah obviously it's been some five months or something so you must be delighted to get back out on the grass but also how frustrating has it been that it took so long to come back? I don't know how aware you were but there have been some stories in the press about um, frustrations coming back. What What's the truth on all of that, Joe?
1: You know, obviously it was probably in my career the longest I've been out and the and the toughest time I've had in football obviously moving from my, where I live in Liverpool, moving here um getting settled then obviously being injured most of the time I was aware of the stuff that had gone out but like there's, there's not um, there's nothing to say from me really I've just literally got got my head down and tried to try to get fit um so yeah there's nothing really nothing really to say on that I've just it's been a tough time and I'm just I'm just happy to be back now.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe the fans don't always see everything that goes on in terms of um, players being in lockdown and everything on that side of it, COVID regulations, etc. I, I guess you haven't had a proper chance to see Bristol um, properly since you made the move because of obviously the background and everything that's happening at the moment.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I've been told by loads of people it's a, it's a lovely place, but I obviously haven't experienced it as well as what I would have liked. And obviously, as well, when you are injured, it's it's tough to... You've got a lot of time on your and you're not, not travelling to games and stuff like that, so it is tough to sort of distract yourself from that injury, and it's mentally hard. So um, it has been unfortunate that everything's been closed and stuff like that, because I would have liked to see the place, but from what I've seen, I've only been doing a few few walks a day, but what I've seen, it's it's a lovely place, yeah. I'm looking forward to it all being back to normal again.
2: Nice one just finally from myself can you give us some good news on on your mate woolshe is he is he far away can we maybe expect to see him soon back soon as well
1: i hope so yeah he's he's in positive positive frame of mind and um you know i i think we've been keeping each other going through it it's, you know it's been it's been not it's not been nice for us both to be injured this long we've both been frustrated not being allowed to play on the pitch but um Yeah, obviously hasn't played for a while, but he's he's in a good frame. He's in a good place now, and hopefully we can see him out there again soon.
2: Nice one. Good luck for Wednesday.
1: Thanks, mate. James. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. hi
3: Joe. James here. I'm from uh, Sam FM local radio. Um, Hi, yeah, decent. Thanks. Um, I just wonder. I mean, you touched on it a bit there with Gregor, really, but um, obviously you've spent the entirety of this latest lockdown until now out injured in rehab um, and a good deal of time before that as well. I just wonder, I mean, no player likes being injured, but how much harder has that made the whole process not being able to do anything else really?
1: Yeah, it's probably it's probably one of the worst things for it to be honest with you. Um, you've got to be so mentally strong because there's some days when you, you can't be, there's some days when you just think I can't be bothered. I just can't like, there's some days when you're Annoyed, there's some days when you're happy, you just your emotions are just constantly different each day. Um, but I'm I'm mentally strong. I've I've sort of had I've had ups and downs in obviously short career so far, and um I was mentally strong and um I think it's made me stronger and I think it's made me a better person as well. And just
3: getting back to the on-pitch side of things, so to speak, obviously it's a a big game, arguably perhaps after Cardiff, the biggest game of City's season so far against Sheffield. In what sense is it a chance to essentially forget the league and forget the sort of slight slump in form that there's been there in recent weeks and potentially a chance, if it all goes well, obviously to then spur you on and and kick on from there?
1: I think for us at the minute, we've just got to take each game at a time, really. I think we've just literally got to go into each game and just beat, try and beat what's in front of you every week because I think if you if you start focusing on let's go on this run, let's go on that run, you, you're you focusing on other games. I think we just have to focus on each game and focus on beating that team in front of you. And if by doing that, we will get on that. We will get ourselves on a good run. Obviously, the result the other day, Wednesday, we're going to be We're going to be looking to get a reaction and, you know, we're going to look to do our talking on the pitch now because there's no point, as I say, speaking and speaking to you and stuff like that, saying we're going to do this, you've got to do it on the pitch now.
3: Dean said after the game on Wednesday that he'd had some words in the dressing room about the level of performance. I just wonder, off the back of Wednesday in general, what's the mood like in camp going into Sheffield?
1: It's good. Um, we've we've spoke about it and we've come in on Monday and because the games come come thick and fast lately, you've just got to put it behind you. There's no point as the on it. It was a, it was one of the worst games of football I've ever played in. Um, so we've just got to put it behind us and we've just got to we've just got to move on now. And you know, Wednesday's a really good opportunity for that against a really good Premier League side. So. Uh, we're, we're, we're still all very confident in ourselves as well.
3: And just last one from me, really. I wonder, you know, the games do come so thick and fast all through this season, really. How much work after a game like Wednesday are you and the whole squad able to put in on the training ground between these games? Is is what you're doing in between matches much more tactical these days than it would normally be, perhaps, in terms of just doing things on a on a whiteboard or whatever, as opposed to actually getting out on the on the training field?
1: It's, it's nice to have a it's nice to have a full week as I say Saturday I wouldn't call it an excuse or anything like that but on Saturday I, I think Cardiff had the full week to prepare on us and we've obviously had the game against Brentford um, so we do prepare for games but obviously when the games are coming thick and fast it is tough because you've got to recover as well so you've got to get your recovery in and then you get one day of training and then that one day of you're doing a bit of shape but today we've done some bits and bobs and tomorrow we will as well and the gaffer's really good at putting his foot across to us he's got loads of Keith and Simo and the gaffer and all the analysts they've got lots of video work lots of stuff like that they show us as well so we do we do manage to get it in quite well in the short space of time
3: Lovely, cheers Joe good luck for the for game
4: Joe, good luck in midweek I just wanted to ask you, when, um, when I was your age, the FA Cup was everything. Professional footballers today, how do they view the FA Cup?
1: For me, I don't know about everyone else, but for me, obviously, a scouts lad grew up watching it, grew up playing in the streets, trying to recreate things that happened in the FA Cup all the time. So for me, it's so big for me, like... Watched it with all my family all the time. And I do think I do think teams, to further it go, take it a lot more serious. Um, so maybe for other people it might not mean as much, but for me and for most of the lads who I speak to in here, it means a lot. And the tradition and everything of it means a lot. Uh, we've grew up supporting teams in the FA Cup. We've won in cup runs, so we are re- we're really looking forward to it.
4: 18 months before you were born was Everton's last FA Cup victory in 1995. Obviously great FA Cup teams over the years, Everton, 84 winners, 66 winners. Have you got any favourite legends? Oh, I
1: grew up watching the likes of Tim Cahill, Arteta, players like that. I I got a short little glimpse of Rooney, but he ended up going over to to the dark side. So I didn't like him much after that.
4: I'm thinking uh, maybe Paul Rideout, who scored the winner, and Andy Gray. You, you still, I know you. It was before you were born, but uh, you're brought up with those names, and, and then part of FA Cup folklore, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I think they're uh, my dad and my granddad's time. I think so. <laughs> um, but I've seen I've seen all the videos and things like that. Obviously, I'm I'm really close with Joe Royal as well, and he was obviously the manager in the '95 Cup run. So um, I know how big it is and I know how much it means uh, for a lot of people.
4: Have you got a favourite FA Cup memory from when you were young or in recent years?
1: I remember FA Cup semi-final. I remember Everton beating United on penalties to go to. Yeah, it was at Wembley to go and play Chelsea in the final. I can't remember what year it was in. Uh, maybe in two thousand and eight or something like that. I remember that. I remember the West Ham goal that Gerrard scored, but obviously I didn't. I didn't like that much. Um, But, yeah, they're the two things that stick out to me much.
4: And just finally, Joe, I had to remind myself actually a couple of days ago that the FA Cup was being played midweek this time, the fifth round. Does that put a different kind of perspective on it, a different gloss on it? It's, it's a little strange.
1: Yeah, normally it's on, on your Saturdays and you get, um, you know, you get your fans watching it, building up for it all day, you know, maybe, putting a few bets on or whatever, all your mates and stuff like that on the results. And you can sort of look forward to the day. So I think when it's when the fixtures are scattered over midweek a bit, maybe for the fans or for other people it hasn't got that same feel, but for us, it's just another game really and we're ready to go. Thanks, Joe. Good luck on Wednesday. Thanks, mate. Thank you.